This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Hey everyone, welcome to part two of our podcast, Amateur Experts. Hey guys, I'm Marissa Boatwright here back with Jake Daniels. Hey guys, how you doing? And we also have with us Abby Wang and Blake Gross. Hey guys. guys. So part one of our first podcast, we kind of talked about prison overpopulation and the war on drugs. We talked about a young lady named Danielle Metz and a gentleman named Douglas Ray Duncans Jr., both whom served life terms for nonviolent drug crimes. Now we're going to dig into Clarence Aaron and Timothy Tyler. So starting off with Clarence Aaron, um, he was convicted as a 23-year-old college student with no criminal background. Um, in 1993, he was present for two, tru- for two drug transactions, one in which was successful and he received $1,500. The other one got busted, however, and Aaron got convicted to three life without parole sentences for it. Which is pretty, um, you know, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, if you ask me, um, he was held responsible as a mid-level manager, and was held responsible for over twenty kilos of powder cocaine, and that is a lot of cocaine. Wow, that's a lot. I'm not really cocaine. familiar with powdered cocaine, especially, but um, I feel as though twenty kilos. Is yeah, a lot. Um, after two decades in prison, Obama granted him clemency. Uh, that being said, how do you, um, Marissa? We'll start off with you. How do you? Do you agree with Obama so, doing that? How do I feel about this whole situation? He was a 23-year-old college student. With no criminal background at that. Not even a speeding ticket, right. probably. Um, he was present for two drug transactions. So obviously the first one he got money from that he was yeah. involved. But $1,500 when it comes to drugs. Yeah. I mean, My opinion, this was a little harsh. Come on. Well, I just think that you have to... I mean, the topic has to be brought up that the American justice system doesn't work for the people, but especially not for minorities. So when we see a 23-year-old college student with no criminal background um, getting sentenced to three life sentences, um, that, that's, that's something to be a little freaked out about because it's, it's not fair to that person, whereas maybe someone else might not have gotten as rough of a sentence um, and maybe wouldn't have to serve it all. Um, But probably if Obama hadn't granted him clemency, he would have died in prison. Um, So Blake, the underlying topic that you're talking about right now that our audience is unbeknownst to, Daniel Metz, Douglas Ray Duncans Jr. and Clarence Aaron are all people of color. And all at a very unfair unfair advantage in the American justice system when they're sitting in a court of law. Yes. Yes. And minorities being the target of our law system is an entirely another conversation that would take it. Yeah, a whole another can of worms. Yes. So I think seeing stories like this just really frustrates me because we see college age students that are being charged with like rape charges yep. that are getting six months in jail. Right. Not even Probation. seeing prison ever a day in their lives. And getting off on probation or like that's just it blows my mind that we can even sit here and act like it's okay for someone like Clarence Aaron to get 
three life without parole sentences for a nonviolent drug crime when there's other people out here like Brock Brock Turner. Turner getting out after six months after being caught in the act yeah I don't know I mean I would consider rape to be a pretty violent crime so I guess I'm just confused why things like this are happening that we live in a world where putting a substance in your own body is more harmful to the United States than putting someone else's life at risk in your own hands. Yes, it's way out of hand. I would agree with you, Marissa. Um, it just, in my opinion, doesn't make sense why they're stressing so much on one side of the situation rather than the other. So. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the next one that we're going to move on to is a little bit different than the first three. Timothy Tyler, he is not a person of color. However, he is a person with large mental health issues. Tyler was in the era of Grateful Dead. He went around to concerts, followed them. He was an avid user of LSD. He was very open about it. He overdosed several times, actually. Um, he spent time in mental health institutes, and he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Tyler came out with his sexual preferences and was afraid of repercussions from friends and the general public. So that did not help with his mental health issues. Tyler was arrested and given two mandatory life sentences without parole for the conspiracy, once again, and possession with intent to distribute LSD for mailing 5.2 grams of drugs to someone. So the conspiracy is he had it in the mail and it was sent to the person, but the person hadn't gotten it yet. 5.2 grams of LSD. I am not familiar with the amounts. That's for that quite drug. a bit. Yeah. So it's definitely more than your, you know. In the mail, I'm not going to say that's the smartest thing for him. No, to do. absolutely not. But the life without sentence parole he got just because. The weight itself was not enough for the judge to give him that sentence, but he weighed the paper that it was placed on, putting the amount over the 10-gram threshold. Um, therefore, he spent life without parole. After spending 26 years in prison, Obama again granted him clemency. Obama's really on it, isn't He's he? really yeah. on it with this one. Um, even after he was granted clemency, even after he was granted clemency, he still had to spend time in a halfway home and time in home confinement. So he didn't actually gain his whole freedom until two years after Obama granted him his clemency, which is, again, a whole other can of worms with our law system. But that is a big pattern that we see um, in, like, our society today is, like, when you get out of prison and you get clemency, like, you... You're a basically people, still a prisoner. Yeah, a lot of people look at you like you were still a prisoner. It's hard to get people to let you live anywhere. And a job. And a lot of them end up in halfway homes. So. Or they're, they're mandated to go there. How are you going to have someone serve time in prison for a nonviolent crime and then make them continue to prove themselves and serve time even after they had done their time served? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And then half of them don't know what to do. Or they go back because of small parole 
breaks, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes people just go back to prison because, you know, that's all they know. And that was, you know, an, a routine lifestyle for them. And then they right. get out and their life basically falls apart again, not to their own doing. But that's part of the American justice system is how do you reform it to where you add rehabilitation and, you know, actually hold true to land of the free um, and, you know, help our citizens succeed rather than watch them throw their lives away again because they have no other option. Yeah, like you said, a lot of people after they get out of prison end up back in prison um, because it's either they... Have nothing to come back to. Yeah, they they get out of prison and they either can go back to prison or be homeless and struggle. Exactly. They have no help. They look, at, least, they look at it as like a roof over their head. Yeah, yep. at least they have a place yeah. to stay in. They have to be served food. They'll always have something. Yep. So that's kind of a better option for them. And Which our is prison system is so messed up that people are wanting to go back because they have absolutely nothing after they have to go to prison for things like this. Again, it's another thing that is so deep-rooted and there are so many layers to it. It's impossible to dive into it in a 10-minute conversation, in a 10-year conversation at that. Hey, everyone. That's all the time we have today. That's going to wrap up our um, first episode of Amateur Experts. Um, Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back soon. Bye, everyone. See you, guys. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.